0: Today on Radio Italiano, Italian celebrity chefs, finding them, presenting them, and a live report from Marzia in Italy. Coming right up on the Italian radio show. You should send them a message piano Folks and welcome to the West Coast Italian Radio part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Out uh, of Sunny Palm Springs with KMET 1490 AM or 98.1 FM, you're listening to the Italian Radio Show. I'm your host Tony Stella, and I got the lovely Marcia Caputo my dear co-host now, you can't see her today because we're only going to hear her voice because she's actually calling in to give us her a live report from Italy. Hey, Marcia, how you doing?
1: Hey, ciao a tutti. Ciao, Tony. I'm doing great. How about you?
0: So you are in what part of Italy right now?
1: I'm Vicenza. I just got back a couple of days ago from Bibbione. And I was in the beach and now in Vicenza, my town. I remember last
0: week you did the whole thing from the beach. I thought that was pretty cool, you know? So So, uh Vicenza of course is your hometown there in Italy where you uh, grew up and everything, right? Up in northern Italy, kind of halfway in between Venice and Milan, right up very close to the border up there. You got the Alps behind the Italian Alps are there. So it looks like a beautiful place.
1: Yes, it is. It's beautiful. Still hot, believe it or not. Really humid, but gorgeous. Really nice. It's unbelievable. I've been enjoying the long day summer. That's what I've been doing. Well, that's Breaking fantastic. And enjoying the weather.
0: <laughs> well, folks, you know, you're listening to us, of course, uh, live here every Monday on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network with KMET, Donna Palm Springs. But in case you're hearing us in other parts of the country, we have many affiliate stations all over the place. And you can always, no matter where you are in the world, you can go to our website at WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. You can click at the link there at the top of the page, which will take you right to our radio station page. And from there, you can stream us live every Monday Uh, four o'clock Pacific time, or you can listen to the show 24 seven whenever you want to throughout the week, both this week's show and all of our other past shows that are in archives for the last seven years by going to the same place and clicking on our podcast there and all the shows are right up there. So please listen to us, share this with your family, with your friends, wherever they may be, because however you're listening to us, we love all of our listeners and appreciate so much. you're tuning in today. So, you know, Marcia. um, I, there's some new stuff since, you know, now we typically do our Italian news. And since you're right there in Italy, right. I wanted to talk to you about a couple of news things that I read. I don't know if you know anything about this, but I understand, what did you find? Huh? well, I understand that they are their plans right now that Italy is going to actually restore the floor of the. 2000 year old Colosseum in Rome, you know, so that it would be what they're going to do actually is they're going to put, I, I, it sounds like, like a glass, like a plexiglass floor over it so that you can actually walk on top of it and, and look down in it, which would give you a, a lot better idea of the perspective. If you were a gladi- gladiator in Rome, you know, you'd be where you'd be standing there, but you also then you'll be able to walk out, look down into it. You'd be able to see. Uh, you know the underground chambers by just literally walking on top of them on this plexiglass roof, and of course there's many of many rooms down there to really get an idea of what it looked like and uh that sounds like a really cool endeavor, and as you know, not only that, but back in the day i i don 't know how they did this, but apparently they also filled the floor of the gladiator up with water to a certain level so they could reenact sea battles and stuff so what do you know about this plan to restore the floor there uh, with plexiglass for the uh, coliseum
1: well i think it's a great idea because we already have lots of museums. if you go around of italy they, right they put the plaques like a glass and you walk right on top and to protect the floor or you can sit through things on the cave there are a lot of them yeah. are like that and they're beautiful Because they maintain the beauty, and you really see how it is the room, everything. I think it's a great idea if they do that. Well, this
0: project is coming right right along. It's going to cost $22.2 million uh, for the new floor to be done. It's supposed to be completed by 2023. So it's something that we will definitely have to check out. Uh, You know, the Coliseum still remains to this day the number one tourist attraction in Italy, and it draws 7.6 million visitors a year. Uh, At least that was what the numbers were before coronavirus, so hopefully they will get back up there soon now with everything being reopened. And uh, speaking of reopening, I'm I'm assuming that things are reopened there because it sounds like you – Traveling around, you went to the beach, you went to other places. So everything is, is reopened now?
1: Yes, everything's open. I was talking to the um, owner from the hotel. It was telling me they never have a problem. They have all hotel book all the time. They're doing great because people are taking longer vacation.
2: I well, think that's it's great. Be, yeah.
1: That's what happened with the lockdown. Now people enjoying booking and take a chance for every time they have the book something a little bit longer. Well, so I know
0: nice that we're going to go is. over there, you and I, and we'll take the show over in the spring. We'll go over for a couple of weeks, and we'll record some shows right there in Italy. Uh, so that's going to be very, very cool when we do that, you know? Right. Well, speaking of that, you know, here is a mm-hmm. thing that you, I got some, uh, this news article that actually came to me from Silvia Marchetti, who is a news uh-huh. correspondent. A news, news correspondent, um, and it's entitled Living the Dream. And it's talking about, and we've kind of covered this subject in the past, mm-hmm. but it's talking about some great bargain homes that you can get in Southern Italy. Okay. And now, right. you know, interestingly, um, there's been a lot of things over the years where, yeah, people can go and they get a, uh, buy a house for like, you know, 2,000 euros or for a 1,000 euros, and they get these places that are essentially dilapidated and have to really, really be uh, rebuilt and have a lot of money and time in it, okay? However, right now they're saying that in southern Italy, you can get a house between 10,000 to 30,000 euros, which will probably equate to about... I'm guessing maybe fifteen thousand to forty thousand u s dollars. You can get these houses that are they're abandoned, but they are not in need of renovation. Many of them are in good condition, some of them in fact even come with furniture so literally um there's been people who spent like twenty thousand thirty thousand dollars, and they can move in immediately. Um, in other cases, some of these houses need less than $6,000 worth of, re- of repairs and they're all ready to go. So this sounds like a fantastic deal. I mean, we got to do this, you know, have you heard anything about this?
1: Well, I've been hearing, you remember, we've been talking for so long about this different place, you know, Florence or uh, everywhere, even Spain, not just Italy, everywhere there's start people really selling house so you can, you know, right, the right. Different, uh, idea what you want down south always been cheap i have to be honest really it's different type of of life it's different from the north so well i'm looking i tell you i'm looking at
0: some of these houses some of these are like villas i mean they're beautiful big italian houses (laughs) there is one area in particular that is latronico latronico you know where latronico is
1: No, are you sure you say it right? It's L A T
0: R O N I C O, Latronico. This house, the house in Latronico. Okay, so I'm not quite sure where that is, uh, but they're talking about, you know, that they they're getting these wonderful homes. Some of them are in the historical district. Some of them have land with it. So we're definitely going to check that out because if they have those type of deals. We'll have, we'll, we'll, we'll get a place in Italy for the Italian radio show. It'll be our Italian headquarters. You know, what do you think? <laughs>
1: I like that. I think it's a great idea. Why not?
0: <laughs> so March, I know you're going to be heading back here to the States soon. Uh, we've missed yeah. your course here in Palm Springs. When do you think you'll be returning?
1: Well, pretty soon in two days. I get it ready. Oh, well, good. Home, good. Well, so... then you'll be here
0: for Festi Italiana with us.
1: That's right. Oh, that's right. You're
0: cooking at Fest Italiana. Oh, they're going to be one of our celebrity chefs there this year. I can't wait. Well, it's
1: going to cost you a lot, but...
0: (laughs) I'll double what I already pay you for cooking there. (laughs) Well, Marcy, it's always, always a pleasure talking to you, and you add so much to our show. All of our listeners love you. I love you, and I'm looking forward to having you back here. I'm sure Jeff is going to be happy to have you home and, folks, that is your new section today. Uh, we'll be right back with some Italian phrases before Marcia takes off after this quick word from our sponsor. Don't go away. Stay tuned.
3: <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro-distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers! 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com
0: This is Tony Lestella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn
1: more.
2: Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com.
0: Folks, we're going to take a 10 second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification.
1: You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio.
0: Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Well, now Marcia, you, in keeping with what we do every week, I we're, we got to do our Italian phrases before you go. We got to do our Italian phrases. No one does Italian phrases like you. And I thought it'd be fun again to do like some of the current slang. If you go to Italy today, this stuff is not in the textbooks. You're not going to have this in the lessons. But if you're walking around Italy, you hear this stuff, you wonder what people are talking about. And every country, of course, has their slang like that. And interestingly, interestingly, here again, the phrases that I see you've said that you're going to do this week have to do with cabbage. What is it with Italian slang and cabbage? I don't get it. What's the deal?
1: It's about food. Always make you happy when you use some
0: words with food. <laughs> yeah, well, it no. must be, They must not think a lot of cabbage because they're using cabbage uh-huh. for a lot of these, these slang things. So, all right. Let's do your first one here.
1: Okay. cavoli
0: Amari. cavoli oh, yeah. Amari. amari. Kavli Amari. All right.
1: Very good. So, this is, says it's
0: a slang for meaning you are going to get in trouble. So, read us the sentence right. that goes with it.
1: Right, you can say like, devo dire a mia madre che ho preso una multa, saranno cavoli amari.
0: Which basically means, I have to tell my mom that I got a ticket. I'm going to be dead meat, or in this case, dead cabbage. cabbage. So again, thing Mm -hmm. with a cabbage, all right? All right, let's go on to the next Italian slang.
1: Cavoli tuoi, or you can say, cavoli, or sono cavoli tuoi. Even that. All right, which
0: basically means the cabbage, out. the cabbage is yours, which essentially means you don't want to get involved in somebody else's business. So go ahead and use that's it right. in a sentence. Sono
1: cavoli tuoi, quindi
0: perché dovrei preoccuparmene? So that's right out of Godfather. It's your business for cabbage, so why should I worry about it? There you right, go. Exactly. Okay. That was in Godfather 2. Great line, by the way. Okay. And now <laughs> our last one of the day is... Col cavolo. Col cavolo. All right. That means with cabbage. Hi. It means you don't have the slightest desire to do something. So use that for me in a sentence.
1: I can say this. My mom told me, hey, Marzia, you got to clean this room. Col cavolo lo faccio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i yeah. Mean, Forget Forget about it. it. I I, I don't want to do nothing with it. Okay. I have no desire to do it.
1: Exactly. Interestingly, all my kids,
0: all my kids used to say that to me in the day, you know, so there you go, you know.
1: Now you know, you can teach them the new way to say it.
0: All right. Well, folks, there you have it straight from our dear Marzia in Italy. Your current slang words that you need to know when you travel to Italy to get your new house there uh, or just travel on a vacation from the Italian radio show. All right, so now in keeping with our theme of the week, celebrity chefs, what better place to go than to our very own Chef Reagan from Montecino, Ristorante Italiano in Iscua, Washington. Here's a great celebrity chef. Well, we scaled down kind of a capsulized version of his performance at last year's festa. They give you an idea when you go to an Italian festival what you can expect to get from a celebrity chef if you watch one of their performances on stage. Here you go.
4: Hi everyone, it's Rick from Montecino's restaurant in downtown Issaquah. Today we're gonna show you a dish that we do at the restaurant. It's uh, tortellini with pancetta and fresh peas. Uh, We have some of the ingredients we're using today is our house-made tortellini, obviously. We've got some pancetta, some Parmesan, some fresh peas, a little wine and cream. Um, Some other ingredients that we'll go through along the way but we wanted to start off with this dish. All right, so let's begin by doing some of the prep required so that we can do this dish. Uh, First, we're gonna take the pancetta and we're gonna dice up the pancetta. A reminder that uh, you can use bacon, uh, but pancetta, the difference between bacon and pancetta is the bacon is smoked, pancetta is cured. I highly recommend pancetta. And we're just gonna cube this up into nice dices. Okay, from there, we're also going to grate some of fresh Parmesan. Um, Parmesan comes in many different types. I highly recommend the Reggiano, so Parmesan Reggiano is your Parmesan of choice. And we're going to grate some nice Parmesan cheese. I always grate my Parmesan as close to service as I can. Um, You can get pre-grated Parmesan, but grating it fresh is always preferred. We're also going to dice up some Uh, red onion. A nice fine dice in your red onion. You don't need that much. And we're also going to mince some fresh garlic as well. I just crush it in the board and give it a nice mince. We're also going to dice up a little bit of fresh parsley just for garnish. I'll show you that at the end. I've washed this parsley and we're just going to give it a nice, nice even mince. We're also going to use some of the vine ripened tomatoes. So I'm going to first take out the core of this tomato and then I'm going to give it a quick dice. We're going to use that just as a little garnish at the end, just for a little color in the dish. All right, so now we've done our prep. In the kitchen it's called mise en place to put into place, but we've got our prep done. We've got our pancetta diced. We've got our red onions minced and our garlic minced. We've got our fresh parmesan cheese grated and ready to go and we've got some beautiful fresh peas that are going to go into the dish as well. So now let's uh, move over to the stove and we'll start cooking. All right, so now we're ready to begin the preparation of the tortellini pancetta. As you can see, I've got some hot water going for the tortellini, a reminder to add salt to your water. A lot of people ask me how much salt and I always say make it taste like the ocean. um, for that, we're going to preheat our, our uh, saute pan, make sure it's hot and ready to go. I'm going to add just a very small amount of olive oil to the pan, just enough so where I can get some uh, heat transfer on the pancetta. And I'm going to add my pancetta. The uh, sound that you hear is the sound that you want to hear. You, anytime you put something into a saute pan, you always want to hear it speak to you. If you put it in the saute pan, and there's no uh, sound. You haven't preheated your pan well enough. So now I'm going to turn down my heat just a little bit because I want to render the fat out of the pancetta. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that fat to release out of the pancetta and it will make a, it'll, a blend with the sauce and help with the flavor and texture of the sauce. And there I'm going to add a little bit of uh, the red onion. And uh, we add a little bit, a little knob, Of butter to the pan. Alright, so we're just about done. As you can see, the pancetta is starting to caramelize, it's starting to release some of its fat. We're gonna go a little further and we're gonna add our peas. You want to use fresh peas because the frozen peas won't have the texture. If you use fresh peas, you'll still get that snap, you'll still get that crunch with the peas. So an important reminder, pancetta is salty, it's cured. So I am not going to salt this dish, but I am going to add a little bit of fresh ground black pepper. I'm now going to turn up my heat a little bit because I'm going to get my pan ready for a deglaze of pinot grigio. Today I'm using Atem's Pinot Grigio. My philosophy on cooking wines is if you don't want to drink it, then you don't want to cook with it. All right. So now our pan is nice and hot, and I'm just going to deglaze with a small amount of wine, and then I'm just going to reduce that a small amount. It doesn't have to be reduced all the way, but I'm going to start my reduction before I add my cream. All right. So today I'm using a 40% fresh cream. That means there's 40% fat in this cream, it reduces really, really nice. As you can tell, it's got a great thick consistency. We're going to add that to the pan and we're just going to let this reduce now. Let all our flavors blend together. All that fat from the pancetta now will blend with the cream. Alright, so you saw me use olive oil, and I want to talk to you a little bit about the olive oil I used. I used a pure olive oil. Olive oil comes in many different characteristics and variety, but usually you'll see it in pure, virgin, and extra virgin. Pure olive oil is what you want to use when you're cooking. Anytime you start going into virgin and extra virgin, it means they haven't added any heat to the process of the extraction of the olive oil, so take an extra virgin and throw it into a pan you might as well have not used extra virgin olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil is to drizzle over vegetables and salads. Pure olive oil is for cooking. So the pure olive oil is what I use today. All right, so this is about the texture we're looking for. You can tell it sort of coats the back of the spoon. So when you get there, you're going to remove it from the heat a little bit, let it come down, and I'm going to add a little bit of the parmesan cheese. I'm going to save some for garnishing on top. I'm just going to add my Parmesan, and I'm going to just work it into the sauce. Again, the Parmesan has salt in it as well. So between the pancetta and the Parmesan, you shouldn't need to add any salt to this dish whatsoever. All right, so as I'm letting that reduce, I'm going to turn down my heat. And now I'm going to uh, quickly cook my tortellini. Reminder, I've salted my water. No need to add olive oil or any oil to the water. Just some salt, make sure that's a rapid boil. And these are fresh tortellini, so they cook very, very quickly. Um, as soon as they, they float to the bottom, as soon as they rise up, they will only take a couple minutes, I'm instantly going to just drain them, and they go right into the sauce. So let's talk about the origin of tortellini. There's a pretty funny little story, and I'm not sure how accurate this is, but this is the story that was told to me years ago. Um, way back in time, Zeus and Venus are weary from a long battle and on their way home from this battle they stop by a little inn and decide to have dinner and drinks so they have a big feast and they actually get quite drunk at the end of the evening they decide to share a bedroom together so Zeus and Venus go up to the bedroom and the innkeeper very interested goes to the door and looks through the keyhole but all he can see is Venus's navel inspired by that he rushes down to his kitchen and and makes a pasta in the shape of Venus's navel. Thus, the tortellini was born. All right, so we've cooked the pasta. Reminder al dente to the tooth. Keep a close eye on your tortellini. If you're using fresh tortellini, a couple minutes max, and then they're right out of the water. No need to drain. They should go immediately into your sauce. Um, I oftentimes undercook them and they do a final cooking in the sauce itself. So I've added the tortellini to the sauce. I'm just going to combine this, and we are ready to serve. So now we're just gonna take our tortellini and we're gonna transfer them to whatever plate you have. You can do this family style or individually. Um, You know, we serve uh, this is a, about a portion size at Chino's. Make sure you get some of that fresh peas and the pancetta on the dish. All right, to garnish this dish, I just like to throw a little color. Not that it needs anything, as you can tell. I used a striped tortellini to ha- have some color, but I like to bring out with a little bit of fresh parsley. Of course, a little bit of our house tomatoes. And then at the restaurant, we love Bowl's Blood. Um, This is just a little micro green that has beautiful color. It's truly just for garnish. And then, of course, a beautiful sprig of basil and a little nectar of the gods. Tortellini pancetta with peace.
0: And that's our food segment for the day, brought to you by our great sponsor, Keto's Handmade Vodka out of Austin, Texas. Make sure you get Tito's for all of your party and beverage needs. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Those fingers in my hair, that's like come hither stare. Strips my conscience
2: bare, it's witchcraft. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito's
0: Door near you. This is Tony Lutella with the Italian radio show. Everyday 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to savevetlives.org to learn more.
2: Thank you.
0: Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Italian Radio Show, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network with KMET Palm Springs, West Coast Italian Radio. We're so glad to have you as a part of today's show. I'm your host, Tony La and I got one of my dear friends and a great radio guy, a great radio host. He's been with me on before, but best of all, a guy who really knows celebrity Italian chefs, None other other than Marty Negrelli here with us today.
3: Hey, Marty, how are you doing? I'm well, Tony. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you know, it's a blast, uh, you know, with Fessy Taliana again being live this year. And, uh, of course, that's not the case across the country. I know there were still a lot of Italian festivals that were not able to go on. But, you know, fortunately, there were a few that have gone on and some that are still going to be coming up. Uh, and the, one of the biggies in the Western United States is Festa Italiana in Seattle, yeah. which I've been involved many, many years uh, with, uh, with you and Dennis. And I got to tell you, and I know yeah, we, I we, we, and me both. we've laughed about this when we, uh, before uh, we got on the air here. But, um, you know, in, in my opinion, producing that celebrity chef stage. You are the hardest working guy I've seen every year at Festi Tagliata. I mean, my God, what it takes just to put it together ahead of time and then keeping it on track, and then you pre- you're presenting all these chefs each day like you're doing a, a mini performance for each one each day. It's amazing oh, yeah. how you do that.
3: Yeah, it's uh, thank you. It's a, it, it is no shortage of work. The logistics in advance, the shopping for all the ingredients and the volume for the – because we normally do samples. Um, uh, not this year during pandemic, but, uh, then the, um, yeah, uh, you know, assuaging the egos, massaging the people's schedules and, and, you know, locking everybody in. Um, and then handling the crowd, because when you're handing out free food, there's never a shortage of oh, yeah. there either. So, of course, uh, of
0: course. Well, uh, and, you know, the interesting thing is, as we know, uh, celebrity Italian chefs and the presentation of them are one of the highlights, really, of Italian festivals across the country. And so oh, yeah. you do such a great job in Seattle. Uh, first of all, tell us, what is the history of your stage there?
3: Um, you know, it, it started actually before I even got involved. Uh, Dennis had an idea that um, uh, you know, Dennis, the production director, uh, had an idea that maybe we should have a, an Italian chef. And um, I think the first year it was a local chef, but then they got Nick Stolino to do it. Right, uh, I remember uh, Nick. Yeah, And yeah, he he has been one of our most successful and and frankly, um, of of the you know actual television celebrity chefs, he has the uh, the 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 record of most appearances on our stage he uh, does
0: very well on his show too I mean national oh speaking, man you
3: know? you know he he brings it uh, you know I, I used to joke um, that, that I didn't learn any, any new cooking techniques when Nick got, got up on stage and then I, and I took a step back and that's not what Nick's there for it's the entertainment of the audience you know he he makes the whole process seem so enjoyable and so inviting and well, so and that per, kind of so ties me into right? my
0: main question here yeah. I mean what do you look for? In a celebrity chef, because it's not
3: just a great cook. No, well, that's the thing. And, and, and then, you know, I mean, see, my, I, I actually was involved in the food industry before I got on the stage, um, uh, in a prior career. And so I was always looking for, for new knowledge, you know, new technique. What, what tip about how, you know, do you do the garlic before, or do it after, you know, yeah, do, you, yeah. do, you, do you pull it out, you know, all the, all these little, little things. And it really wasn't, I realized later that, that when you get somebody on stage presenting to the masses, It, it isn't about that as much because one, you're going to find that there are chefs who have completely opposite philosophies about different tips. You know, like,
2: do you you
3: put oil in your water when you're doing pasta? Do you not put oil in? Do you do salt? Do you do do both? You know, and, uh, you know, when do you put salt in your polenta? If you do ever, you know, uh, or, or with your seafood, all kinds of different opinions. And so, uh, it really becomes about whether the chef, um, has a product that they that they have passion that they want to, you know, share with the audience. But they also have a way of presenting that the audience is going to identify with. Um,
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things, you know, we used to uh, you know, listen to Rick Reagan here do his, uh, his uh, recipe yeah. uh, here earlier. And, I mean, Rick, that's the thing with Rick. Now, Rick is a great, great Italian chef, but the thing that really makes it with him is he's a showman, he's such a showman he really engages people you know, and I I know we've had um, uh, you've been really good about being able to pick people over the years who have done that, and what's interesting is most of these people I know, you get there, they're donating their time. I don't think uh, from all that I can remember that uh, we've had to pay much in appearance fees. I mean, a lot of them see the value of coming there and doing it as a way to really promote what they do, you know?
3: Indeed, indeed. Well, you know, after, I think it was about around 2008, you know, when the economy took a downturn, we kind of lost some of the extra money we had that, that would have gone to, like, appearance fees for a celebrity chef. So now it's about the value we can add in terms of, are they promoting a book? is this a good stop for them? you know we you know, and if we can cover you know say the hotel and and some of their stay, they do two shows uh to promote whatever it is they're promoting, and then it kind of works out but but gone are the days of, of of having the ample funds if you will to to have a chef you know simply fly out just for our event yeah, yeah, well, uh, let's it,
0: talk about some of the things that you. Uh, you know, really need to do as you're putting this all together. Obviously you're looking for these great presenters, these people who are not only great Italian cooks, but great yeah. presenters. And then I know a biggie because, you know, we're going to have like Marzi, uh, this year from West Coast Italian radio on your stage. Of course, Rick Reagan. So you, we, you have sponsors. I know like you have a Cernio sponsor. You have Galeboni, a sponsor. Uh, and so. Yeah. Obviously, you, you want the chefs to try to create something using those sponsored products. So you kind of, you know, can bring that, get, get a double bang for your buck. So
3: oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 it's interesting every year, you know, as, as sponsors come and go, they have different requirements about how they want their product presented or represented. Um, you know, in some cases, the, the, the sponsor we just wants an example of their product on the stage. The whole festival. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're, and they're less concerned about whether or not it actually got used in the demo, but they want someone to see it. Right. And then right. in other cases there, you know, there are, there are sponsors that are like, no, what do you mean we're sponsoring a stage? Isn't every demo got, got our product in? And I'm like, you know, I can't always, I can't have every, if I'm doing eight demos or in so, some years, 12 demos, they're not all going to have sausage in them or they're not all going to have, you know, uh, uh, muscles in them or, you know, so right. Yeah. To bring a sponsor, you know, and then of course, if we have competing proteins, Which we, we have been lucky enough over the years. Um, but you know, some people are like, look, I'm not mixing seafood with sausage and, and, you know, other people are like, Oh, I'll do it. I'm making a trapino or, you know, they'll they'll figure something out. Uh, so sometimes it's improv. Sometimes it come down, it comes down to what, what the, what the chef considers their standard to be. And they're like, you know what? I, I apologize, or, or or I'm not sorry. Sometimes it's a, it's they don't care. They're like I'm not using either of those products, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do on my st- on the stage. And you just kind of go, well, all right, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, work with the sponsor to hopefully make sure they're okay with that when this, when their stuff doesn't get mentioned during the the you know the, the celebrity's demo.
0: So let's talk about your setup and prep. Like as I said earlier, I, I know that you do a lot of major setup ahead of time in regards mm-hmm. to your weeks in advance, getting the the chefs lined up getting their uh, recipes all life so you know what ingredients you got to get. And, of course, you get there, as do I, you know, days in advance, sending up stuff, getting things all ready yeah. uh, and preparing them. But there is a lot of prep. I mean, boy, I you, you know, you present every hour on the hour for 30 minutes, would it be starting at noon until, like, 5 in the afternoon. Yeah, that- and.
3: Yeah. yeah, This and year it's with the like, pandemic, it'll be a little shorter. But yeah, you, it, um, you're right. You
0: got like 30 minutes to get each guy up and running.
3: You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, how uh, do you do that? Well, you know, honestly, it starts with the preparation in advance. Um, you know, the the you know this year's been a little bit of a challenge, but uh, normally, you know, we book as far in adv- for, as far in advance as, as possible because we've got to start doing things like collecting the menu. And then yeah, from the menu, yeah. I, I have to build a shopping list. And then based on the shopping list, I, I'll, you know, I'll figure out, am I going to Costco? Am I going to cash and carry? Am I going to restaurant depot? Am I, you know, am I going to, to two or three different grocery stores after that? Because there's never one store that has everything, right? Right, um, and, right. Yeah. And then it's purchasing in quantity because normally when we're doing demos for the audience, I've got to purchase enough ingredients for the chef to have on stage for, for the purpose of the demo. But I've got to purchase four times as much of that to have for preparation of, of the uh, samples that we hand out. And we—that's right. And the normally here you
0: do samples, so you have like a exactly. hundred people in the audience, and everybody wants a sample. And even though oh, yeah. perhaps they're only a Dixie cup size, that still is a lot of food, you know. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. That's that's the thing. We always we always uh, I always advise the chefs that are coming that you know we're going to do whatever we can do whatever on stage. That's the magic, you know, sort of the beauty of the magic of television. Whatever they do up there it doesn't, never has to be finished and doesn't have to be handed out to anybody. Yeah. But what we will do in a normal year, we normally do enough samples where it's, it's one or two bites in size and we're going to feed between, you know, one and 200 people per demo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, occasionally a few locals from the Seattle Center, um, you know, people who don't have rubes over their heads, uh, get a few extra samples, but, uh, normally it's, it's, you know, it's a new audience every demo. Um, and, uh, and you yeah, have quite it, a staff a
0: backstage there. I got to tell you, you got like, four or five people there.
3: Oh yeah. I've got a hardcore crew uh, of volunteers that have been with me for years of about five, five people. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, over the years we used to, we used to have really good luck with the different culinary school programs and, and uh, the, the uh, students would come out and volunteer uh, to get real world experience and, and also to get exposed to local chefs and get exposed to celebrity chefs. But between uh, timing and the industry, we don't have as many, um, culinary students in the area anymore. And some right, of them are right. literally in finals week, uh, for their summer quarter while we're doing, uh, doing our events. So it's been tougher and tougher to get those, those, uh, students.
0: Well, now but, we have just a couple of minutes left here. So I want you to tell me we're going to start with the worst. Without naming any names, because we don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but I'd like you j- just tell me what was the worst story you can think of in regards of a celebrity chef appearing on your stage and then tell oh. me the best. We'll take like 60 seconds for each one.
3: Sure. So, so the, the worst absolutely was a particular chef that, that promised that they were going to go out and do extra prom- promotions of their own appearance on our stage. Um, In advance. And so they flew out early and they did book some extra demos. I mean, they went out to like Harbor and, and, and a couple other places. And I was like, oh, you're going really far away. I mean, people, I don't think many people are going to drive that far for Festa, but, uh, they asked me to source the ingredients for them and then they didn't pay me back. Oh wow, man, <laughs> man. So, uh, so that, that, that made for a rather awkward weekend, uh, as, as I was like, okay, you know, here's the receipt for everything for all your demos. And they're like, well, no, we were promoting Fest. You're paying for that. I was like, no, we agreed that, that this is, this was, this was your, these were your demos. And, and, uh, so that, 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 you know, we were a little frosty, uh, for the, for the full weekend, uh, but, uh, you know, they put on a decent show. Uh, so I, you know, I, I certainly won't fault them for that. I right,
0: said, so now what was your best? What would you say would, be, would have been your, your best? Uh,
3: you know, some of the best ha- have been, uh, uh, well, you know, frankly, uh, I'm going to give a big props to Nick Stolino because he really does give the audience what they're looking for. He does. Um, yeah. and then, uh, you know, Rosella Rago has been on her stage a couple of different She's times. She's fantastic. I and, really you know, enjoy her. Yeah. Her cooking with Nona program gets locals involved. And, and you know, so we get, we get, um, you know, you don't get just a restaurant chef, but you get like a Nona, you know, who comes yeah, up there yeah, and she's yeah. like, Oh, you know what you do is, you know, at, at this point you just had this pinch of pepper flake and that sets the whole <laughs> you like, Oh, no one ever would have said that, you know? Um, so it, that that's been kind of fun. Um, uh, I, I think then there's been one or two other chefs that have just really sort of, you know, fallen in love with our event. Um, you know, Christina Perrello was, was, was really fun to work with. Um, and, um, uh, you know, uh, God, Ann Burrell actually came out one year and, uh, she said she needed a glass of wine just for on stage. Well, the, <laughs> the only glass of wine we, the only wine glass we had because, you know, it, it, it's, it's a cooking stage. Right. Was, was an oversized one, you know. So, so <laughs> put, and she's like, I don't know who they think I am, you know. And, and, uh,
0: <laughs> That's yeah. great. All yeah. right. So now let's, uh, wind up here by just, let's talk about the festival. Let's tell people where they can go, where they can find out first of all, to find out ahead of time, you can go to festaseattle.com. Yep. Festaseattle.com. And, uh, that's going to give you all the information. What is it? This is the 34th, right? 34th annual Italian yeah, festival.
3: Yeah. If, if, you include, years. if you include our digital year last year because of the pandemic, uh, yeah, 34. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and it's going to be September 25th. And, 20- and 26 so yep. it's coming right up this coming weekend. Uh, and, uh, it's, you know, it starts 10 o'clock in the morning, Saturday till about nine o'clock at night, culminating with big dance on Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, then, the big dance. Uh, yeah and, and, and the band and I are going to be there playing that big dance and then Sunday again, 10 o'clock to six o'clock. So tell us about the celebrity chef stage, where it's going to be, how people can see it when they're at festival.
3: So uh, fest is at Seattle Center grounds, and the chef stage is uh, right next to the grape Stomp stage on top of the Fisher Pavilion. The uh, what is it calling? It? It's getting called the Fisher Food Courtyard or something now because yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the chef stage, the grape Stomp, and then everything else is either a wine garden or a restaurant or, or a food booth. Um, but it's up on uh, up on top of the Fisher Pavilion, which is west of the uh, the Center House, also known as the Armory. Um, and so it's outdoors, which is always, you know, uh, or, or its own unique challenge, but, uh, the, the, the seating area is covered. The chef stage is covered. So come rain or shine, we'll be there, uh, uh, sharing, uh, tips. When you
0: start and cooking, what, bun- what is the first demo? Uh,
3: this year we're doing 12 to four. The first de- demo will be on at 12, 12 to four each day, Saturday and Sunday. So on the hour,
0: on the hour, right? So 12, yep. one, two, three, four, both Top dish. of the hour,
3: 12 to four. That's right. Each day.
0: And it's a lot of fun because then you can stay after you watch the celebrity chefs, and after you have your sample. I guess you're not doing samples, of course, this year yeah, not, not of COVID. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah, it's the grape yeah. stop that comes right after that at four thirty. So yep. it's great fun. Always good to see you, Marty. Always good to work with you. And I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing you at Festa, folks. This is Marty Negrelli, who runs the celebrity Italian chef stage at Festa yeah. Italiana <laughs> in Seattle, Washington. The big festive event coming up this coming weekend. And, uh, just, you know, a, a highlight of Italian festivals across the country. Uh, some of you got to make sure you go to if you're in Seattle or any Italian festival that you might be able to attend. This is Tony Lestella here with the ABC News and Talk Radio Network with KMET in Palm Springs, the Italian radio show. We're going to take a short break. And we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Don't go away.
3: Hey, thanks, Tony.
2: I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito's Vodka.com.
0: This is Tony Lestella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn
1: more.
0: door near you.
5: Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us.
0: Si tu tieni a bochella, no poco poco rillo a paso y a tella. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification.
1: You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio.
0: Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. As we kind of wrap up our uh, two-show program here on Italian Festivals, one of the things we haven't talked about is what really takes it to be a headline. To be a headliner at one of these festivals, in regards, you know, like a headline entertainer uh, on the music main stage there. So I think the best thing that uh, the best person that I could think of who embodies this would be none other than Ray Massa and the Euro Rhythms. Their take from the performance up at Festa Seattle. <laughs> Well, Marcy, now it's time for us to do our event calendar. Uh, And there's so many great events that are happening throughout the western United States. Um, There's almost too many for us to cover. So we're just going to talk about kind of the main ones uh, that we want everybody to know about. Folks, if you have an event that you would like to have us list on our event calendar, please send the information to us. Go to our website, wcir.biz, and you can email us from there. And uh send us your event. Uh the big events we'll cover here on the show, but we will list all of the events that we can on our schedule online there. So these are the biggest that are coming up over the next couple of months. All right, moving on is the uh toward the end of September, we're gonna stay up in the northwest is the thirty-fourth annual Festa Italiana at Seattle Center. Folks, this is a big one, one of the biggest Italian festivals on the coast. Fun for the entire family. They got a bocce tournament. They got an Italian car show. They got celebrity chefs. They got great Italian food and wine, and of course, live music all weekend featuring our Italian all star dance Saturday night, sponsored in part by the Italian radio show here with the ABCK MET Italian radio band out of Palm Springs leading that dance with the other all stars and Yes, Tony and the Goombas will be there. And we'll have a booth all. Weekend long, so make sure that you come out to that festival and have some fun with Marcia and I. Visit our booth and stay for the show Saturday night. Also, I must mention to you that we have the Grape Stop. This is always a lot of fun. They have this amazing Grape Stomp they do every year at this festival up there. So if you want to find out more about signing up for this Grape Stop, it's, you, you win prizes, you win wine, it's, it's, it's absolutely a blast. Please visit Festaseattle.com. Festasale.com, you can learn more about that. A couple more to go. The first weekend in October, the Los Angeles Italian Festival down in Hollywood and Highland in LA. A great Italian festival with our friends down in the Los Angeles area. And last but not least, ending our festival season with a big one in Reno, Nevada, the 2021 Reno Italian Festival at the Eldorado Hotel and Casino. Always do a great, great time down there. They transform, they transform downtown Reno into Little Italy. Many, many great uh, bands play down there every year, uh, and it's just, they, 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 it's just fun. The whole town is like being in Little Italy. So there are your festivals. Always a lot of fun. And we want to remind people we have a great, great after-hours show. Tell them what the name of our after-hours show is, Marcia.
1: Well, it's Italian Radio Lucerossa.
0: Oh, Lucerossa. The Red Light Show, this should tell you right there, it's Italian Radio After Hours, by subscription only, you got to be 18 and up to get it, go to our website, wcir.biz, you can click on the link there to sign up, and we basically cover all the themes we do in our regular show here on ABC, but being we're Italian, we cover them a little more graphically, let's just say, with some interesting guests and stuff, and it's just a blast.
1: That's what's going on. We go more deep, more information, so... And more graphically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, that's our show for today. And we sure appreciate all of our listeners all around the country, whatever station or affiliate you're listening to us on, or if you're you're streaming us or listening to us in archive, of course, you can do that on our website at wcir.biz. Uh, otherwise, we broadcast here live every Monday in the beautiful KMET studios with ABC News and Talk Radio out of Palm Springs. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another show.
1: Ciao a tutti.
0: While rain is falling, I cry with you. Ciao!